Okay, we're live, and this is our, uh, I guess it's the third Thursday of the month, so we always have our CTSF monthly quiz. I think I have 10 great cases, and hopefully I can share them with you, so let's get challenged. Patient with right lower quadrant pain, what do you think? If you look at these images, there's some dilated small bowel and something going on by the right lower quadrant. You can see it a bit better maybe on the coronal view. Dilated small bowel, something going on by the right colon, maybe near ileocecal valve. And the cinematic rendering is particularly good. And there's the mass. So the question really is, is this a distal small bowel mass like lymphoma, adenocarcinoma, or is it a mass of the cecum involving the terminal ileum or obstructing? Again, adenocarcinoma is a thought. Occasionally we'll see lymphoma. You can think about inflammatory disease like Crohn's, but this really looks mass-like, so it's really, really hard to get around that. I gotta be thinking, I gotta really with the stricture here and maybe in the, maybe a uh, another stricture right here. It's duodenum, we know that. There's no big mass. It could be a small carcinoma, right? Like a ring-like lesion could be an adenocarcinoma. The patient was relatively young, but that really wouldn't matter. The rest of the abdomen looks pretty good. You don't see any nodes or anything else. So stricture in duodenum, near ligament of trites, what could it be? Inflammatory versus neoplastic. This was an interesting case because we always think about Crohn's in the ileum. Crohn's can also occur proximally, can be very focal and cause a stricture. This was a case very nicely shown on the cinematic of Crohn's disease with a duodenal stricture. Just a really nice example. It was resected and the patient, I believe, is doing fine, which is great. Patient fell three stories climbing out of a window. I'm showing this case, nothing tricky, right? Because there's sternal fractures, there's a huge mediastinal bleed and this active bleeding from the uh, aorta best defined just past the uh, left subclavian artery. There's a compression fracture or burst fracture in the thoracic spine. Severe trauma, you have a external injury, you have spine injury, you know you're gonna get vascular injury. And you can see it nicely on the cinematic, the act of bleeding, the transection. This patient, of course, was lucky because the patient got a scan, was able to make it to the hospital. Often these patients don't make it to the hospital. You can see on the cinematic some of the nice visualizations. And this was a ruptured abdominal aorta. The patient had surgery with stenting and the patient did well. So one of the really good uses for stenting and again, the importance to understand precisely what's happening on the CT scan. And I put this case in there because there's another example of an MVA. You can see blood anterior metastinum, blood posterior metastinum. You can kind of see the tear in the aorta here. Once you see blood, you know there has to be a laceration, a transection. Sagittal views, particularly 3D, this is classic volume rendering, really shows you the step-offs at the level of the uh, tear of the aorta, very nicely shown. Here it is nicely shown on the cinematic. So a really nice example of aortic transection. Again, patient made it to the hospital, take the surgery immediately, stent, patients can do well. It's just an amazing, uh, you need amazing luck, but it's an amazing traumatic injury. Hematuria, in this case, what do I see? Multiple masses around the peri and pararenal space, left kidney, masses pararenal space, right kidney. 
before I even think very far, the first thing I say is lymphoma. Peri and pararenal spaces bilaterally, that's lymphoma. The one thing that could look identical to lymphoma would be melanoma. There are other things in the pararenal spaces from extramedullary hematopoiesis to other uh, immune compromised diseases. But at the end of the day, to me, it's lymphoma versus melanoma. Very, very impressive. And you can see this was melanoma. They can look identical. We always talk about melanoma being a great mimicker. And this is just a couple examples of really where it's a great mimicker. Right upper quadrant pain. The first thing, of course, is to figure out, is this adrenal, renal, or near in the retroperitoneum? Dense calcification. To me, this means old trauma, old bleed with dense calcification. This was the right adrenal, little differential. It's an ad old adrenal hematoma. It's not dystrophic calcification in a carcinoma or in a pheochromocytoma or anything else. It's classic, classic, classic for an old adrenal hematoma, just nicely shown also on the sagittal view, okay? What about this case, incidental finding? Vascular lesion in the liver, homogeneous except for a central scar. It doesn't have the peripheral puddling of hemangioma. It doesn't really look like a hepatoma or metastasis or cholangio. Cholangios are usually hypovascular. There's no cirrhosis in the liver, which makes hepatoma less likely. On these images only, that central scar, which and central scars can occur in a lot of things, makes me think about FNH. FNH is a vascular lesion more common in women with a central scar. The lesion typically becomes isodense or nearly isodense relatively quickly. It's bright, but not as bright as the aorta, only as bright as the IVC. You can often see feeding vessels going to the center of the lesion. Here's the lesion washing out. It's less well-defined, but it's still pretty well-defined. I think this is one of the more unusual cases of FNH because usually it's much better isodense. Maybe if you waited a little bit longer, that's how it would look. Okay, great case. This is nothing special, or I shouldn't say it that way. It's a vascular mass in the liver. You gotta think of hepatoma. But you could think of other things. Hepatic adenoma can be vascular, but those are typically ones that are becoming hepatomas with this kind of vascularity. You can think about metastasis. And I typically think about neuroendocrine tumors, but you also need to think about uh, thyroid disease and thyroid cancer. This is a beautiful hypervascular mass in a patient with thyroid cancer. And I put this in there because we typically don't think about thyroid disease in these patients, okay? So that's just something to think about. Patient with back pain, large mass in the head of the pancreas, homogeneous, somewhat cystic in the center, could be an MCN depending on the age, could be a, a typical serous cystadenoma, would be unusual for a neuroendocrine tumor. Um, you can see the pancreatic duct's a little bit dilated. It's well-defined. We'd go through a long differential, and this was a schwannoma. Schwannomas are pretty uncommon lesions, but they can occur in the pancreas, and this was one of them. Usually I don't make the diagnosis, to be honest. Another patient with abdominal pain, this is more classic. Body of pancreas, septations, thickened wall. This is a good example of a classic MCN. You can argue, is it high grade or low grade? You would worry about high grade dysplasia. 
but MCNs over 4CM surely are always going to be resected because of the concern for them becoming malignant. Here's just a few more views of that. And fortunately for this patient, surgery was in time and there was low-grade dysplasia. Well, that's all, folks. I hope you got all 10 of those cases right, or I hope you learned something. And with that, let me wish everybody a good Thursday and a great Friday. See you later.